Greetings, friends. This is Mike from Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. This week, as every week, Kyle and I will be discussing a topic. I don't know what topic. We're going to debate it vigorously. We're going to learn a little something. And then by the end of the episode, we're going to come to a conclusive Top 10. But today... As we've done a few times recently, we'll be having a guest, but we'll be having a very, very special guest. We're having the pod's number one critic, and probably its number six fan. We are having dear friend of us and the pod, Quinn. So Quinn, Kyle, what are we talking about today? So today, I'm talking about something I'm very passionate about, something I'm very interested in, and that is the top ten cookout foods. So, (laughs) one of the best parts of summer is grilling. Absolute best parts. So, I was thinking, you know, if you're going to a cookout or you're hosting a cookout, what do you hope's there? What do you want to be there? So, like, I'm trying to think of things that are commonly there. I mean, there's a few that I'll note in the honorable mentions where it's like you just don't see it, but it would be great if you did. Take mm, notes, cookout pizza. people. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, grill oh. pizza is actually pretty good. Caroline's dad does that sometimes. Yeah, it's really good. But I wanted to talk about this because it's it's summer, so I felt it was topical. And it's also just delicious. I'm hoping to get some mouths watering. Yeah, I think it's important for the listeners to understand who is guesting on this pod right now. (laughs) So if any of you have ever watched the television program Parks and Recreation, or if any of you are close personal friends with Nick Offerman, uh, first tell (laughs) us you're close friends with him and get him on the pod. But secondly, you know Quinn, because Quinn is Ron Swanson incarnate. He actually is kind of clean shaven today and looks like the Tammy One version of Ron, uh, who says things like "Gee Willikers" and just hands out crisp twenty dollar bills and such. However, he is very strongly associated in our group with dark brown liquids and meat. That's true because they're delicious. Yes, and clear liquids are for rich women on diets. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, it's particularly relevant because <laughs> I'm visiting Quinn and his lovely wife this weekend, and we had a epic cookout yesterday so i I imagine many of the uh, items on that menu will appear on this list as well so it's it's very relevant indeed i want to can i just clarify one thing i'm assuming that in order to get a strong top 10 list this must be the case but are we including like sides and whatnot here absolutely okay So i'm going to include sides i'm going to include drinks oh i like that i'm going to include all sorts of things i'm going to talk about meat, whether it's grilled or not. However, there's going to be a strong leaning towards the grilled meats because it's cookout and grilled meats are just better. That's true. But just because something is not grilled does not mean it cannot make the list. Okay. Amazing. So very excited and going to be very hungry. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. What's number 10, Quinn? All right. Number 10, I have ribs. Yeah. Now, ribs are... Fantastic, but they're only at number 10 because they're so difficult to do well. Yeah. And bad ribs are bad. They are (laughs) inedible. And I personally am not sure I can do good ribs, and I don't want to try because every time you buy the ribs, it's like 40 bucks. Yeah. And then you may ruin them. So the difficulty with ribs is that there's a certain cooking apparatus that you really need. Like the image of ribs is of, and those of you who haven't seen this, please look it up, is of Vince Wilfork standing in front of yes. a huge, huge smoker <laughs> while shaking his butt to some music in the middle of the summer. Like that's the ribs image. And it's bigger than a refrigerator. Yeah, it's really tough to make them right. It's super, super difficult. A couple Fourth of Julys ago, we were at a family friend's place, and he is a fantastic cook, and he made a bunch of wonderful meats, and then mm-hmm. some other guest that was invited decided to smoke some ribs while he was there, like Ooh. a fool, and they were <laughs> untouched. Oh, no. Untouched. Ribs are high risk, high reward. But yeah. right, because if you have a good rib, it's Cause, unbelievable. Because yeah. I would say that a well prepared rib, like if you go to a family gathering where like Uncle Whoever is the rib guy, yeah, oh yeah, that's the that's the highlight attraction. People yeah. are lining up for that shit. They're bypassing the other stuff. I'm a little surprised to hear you express some hesitancy towards preparing them because. You're one of the most recklessly confident people I know, and also probably the best griller I know. Like this is right up your alley, Quinn. That's fair. I uh, I haven't had a smoker since since leaving home for yeah. college, yep. so I'm I'm really inexperienced in the smoker realm. 
I'm, I mean, I don't see any reason you, you can't just like buy one, right? It's not like you have any like big life moments coming up that require like a lot of your funds, right? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you got to treat yourself. You also have a lot of free time recently, correct? <laughs> uh, you know, for at least the next three weeks, I have a lot of free time. <laughs> for the listeners, Quinn is actually busy hewing a crib out of an entire yew tree. It's been quite an undertaking. Uh, he's been doing yeah. it with his hands. He doesn't actually use any sharp objects. It's just his fists. Just his in teeth. Yeah, in teeth. That's yes, true. teeth are allowed. It's built it from an Ikea breed tree. Yeah, it is not up to any sort of federal regulations. Please don't raid his home. <laughs> it is, however, going to suffice for his presumably very handsome and fuzzy child. Yeah, it'll certainly be fuzzy, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. If, if ribs is number 10, we have, a, we have a great list in front of us. Yeah. Amen. All right. So I'll go to number nine. And bear with me on this one a little bit, guys. I'm going to talk about how it's prepared. Because okay. that's really important to the food itself. This is going to seem like a little bit of a hot take, but I'll see if I can win you over. Number nine is asparagus. Now, I have asparagus because if you cook asparagus after the meats and season it just like the meats, mm-hmm. they taste like meats. <laughs> and you get a little bit of nutrition <laughs> oh, in with it. So, <laughs> ah, indeed. It's an interesting concept. I, thought I hated asparagus and I went up to my wife's family's lake house one time and we were grilling some steaks and some burgers and whatnot and they had seasoned the asparagus with some like Chicago steak seasoning which is pretty heavy on garlic and salt and pepper and I think they had some balsamic oil in there as well Mm -hmm. and then they threw them on the grill after and it had all those residual beef juices Mm-hmm. And the asparagus just soaked it right up, and it is delightful. You get the crispy ends that are really hard to get on the stovetop of the yes. asparagus. It doesn't get limp and noodly. It's great. I was going to say, because <laughs> you remember, <laughs> Quinn and I lived together the first couple years out of college and oftentimes cooked for each other, and we cooked a lot of asparagus, and it's really hard to get it right yeah. Yeah. on a stove. It's really difficult. Right. Almost always significantly better on the grill. And... I'm trying to think and having a hard time. If you're going to grill something green, right? It's asparagus. Like that's the best of the, of the green options. There are other vegetables and starches you can grill, Mm -hmm. but if you're, if you want something really green, I think I can't think of a better one than asparagus to do. Yeah. I think the big thing with the asparagus is getting enough oil, but not too much oil. Cause that can be yes. what makes it limp. Yep. And my other thing with the asparagus is it's all about the big crystals of salt. When you get like the nice sea salt, that makes a huge difference. Cause it mm. actually adds a very subtle little crunch to it. That's nice. But here's my question, Quinn. The, the number one question about asparagus, do you like the big thick steakhouse asparagus or do you like the very thin ones? Ooh, so I really prefer the thin ones. Yeah. Because I think you can get a good crisp crunch to them. Yeah. The big ones, you can still get that good crisp crunch, but you can't get like the little charred ends nearly as effectively. I'm in. Okay, I'm glad you agree. My you other... Can... my Oh, sorry, you go, Kyle. Well, I was going to say with the thicker ones, you can end up kind of with similar problems that you might have with actual meat and that it doesn't necessarily get cooked all the way through. True. And you get inconsistent inconsistent cooking throughout the asparagus mm-hmm. which is like i don't want to have to think about that when i'm when i'm cooking a vegetable no. quite frankly no yeah i'm down I, I like this pick a lot okay good i was a little worried about it but i'm glad you guys are in no all right well i'll uh i'll move on to number eight then and number eight i have watermelon yes mm-hmm. that was the there. first thing i wrote yeah yeah so I mean, watermelon is just so refreshing. It's typically a hot day, especially if there are kids at this barbecue, this cookout. You're going to want some watermelon because it's just sugar water, but you feel okay giving it to them because it's a fruit. But really, everyone loves them. You can have watermelon seed spitting contests if you really want. Oh, absolutely. You can give the rinds to the dogs and just let them chow down. My first one loved watermelon. He would eat it. Sometimes he'd jump on the table and just eat it. (laughs) But... Watermelon is just a great cookout food. It's super summery. It's only really good in the summer. So it's the best time for it. Well, since we're talking grills, have you ever had grilled watermelon? Yes. And I understand its merits. I understand why some people would like it. I don't particularly love it just because watermelon's (laughs) so refreshing. It's like, I want it cold. Yeah. That's a really good point. I'm with you. I will say watermelon is unique amongst at least the cookout foods I'm thinking of and that 
my urge to just continually eat it and never mm-hmm. stop isn't punishable by feeling like utter and total ass. Like, that's a great you, point. That is. That's important. <laughs> like when I show up to a cookout, I'm there to, to play bags and eat, really. Yeah, that's it. And, and so like the fact that I can eat half a watermelon if I want to and feel fine because I'm just drinking water. Mm-hmm. That's, that's huge. And still have room, <laughs> in fact, right. for other yeah. foods. Yeah, watermelon is great because even this on this line because you can have it before in the middle or after your meal. It's great mm. as like it's great to prep you, kind of get ready. It's great to cleanse the palate between courses, or it's great as a dessert. Like it, it works anywhere in a in a grill situation. Yeah, it's perfect. I'll, it's it's a utility infielder. Yeah, Ben Zobrist. It's the Ben Zobrist of grilling foods. I agree, and we can com- to continue this a little further. Ben Zobris has a really funky, fun batting stance. It hits from both <laughs> sides. Watermelon is super fun to eat. You hold yeah. it with the, it's, it, it gets a lot of points for the, the, the fashion in which you eat it. It's a lot of fun. Your hands get kind of sticky. Yeah. And I, as I love eating sunflower seeds. I like spitting things out of my mouth. I like to spit the seeds out of a watermelon. Yeah. It's, it gets a ton of points for being a very fun food as well. Yeah. All, okay. Well said. Perfect. Perfect. Move on to number seven then. Yes. What is number seven? Okay. Number seven, I have kebabs. Now, mm. with kebabs, you can cook in a number of ways. The kebabs I'm imagining typically have peppers and onions skewered on there, sometimes tomatoes, sometimes mushrooms, but they also have whatever meat you want. So my favorite one, which we had yesterday, were some, got some steak with a nice vein of fat running across the top of it mm-hmm. and just slice those bad boys up and Stuck them on a skewer and grilled it with some peppers and onions. Again, you could do it anyway. It's good with chicken. It's good with pork. It's good with tofu, if you're like that. Uh, just whatever. <laughs> I wish you could see Quinn's face, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little pained. As I Utter disgust. Yeah. But the uh, we've been experimenting with marinades recently, and one that we had that was just absolutely delightful, that you marinate anywhere from... I recommend 24 to 48 hours, but you could do it even just for two hours would help. And it's soy sauce, Worcestershire sauce, full grain mustard, a little bit of brown sugar and cracked black pepper. And it is dynamite. The soy sauce adds all the salt you need. The others add excellent flavor and you can just adjust the sweetness versus the tanginess, depending Mm. on the mustard sugar ratio you go with. It's fantastic. I have not eaten breakfast and that is, (laughs) (laughs) that is really working for me. I will say I'm a little confused, not because of the merits of the kebab, mm. but just of the logistics of the list. Because a kebab, I mean, theoretically, mm. not not the things that we already have on here. But I feel like each component of a kebab is by itself typically something I would consider a cookout food on its mm. own. So like like a grilled onion or pepper could like you know like versus right. or like 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 how do you separate a kebab? From a steak. And I'm not saying like, a, a, just a steak by itself. And I'm not saying it doesn't have a place. I'm just saying it'll be interesting how we decide to rank it based on the medium upon which you get mm. that steak or whatever it is into one's mouth. Yeah. That's true. Because if we're going to go with the same, what I just said about the watermelon, kebabs are a ton of fun. For example, yeah. yesterday, rather than individually remove several onions from the kebab skewer, I just grabbed one on the end and slid them all into my mouth like a cartoon character. Right. <laughs> and that was delightful. And they're a lot of fun. If you are a child or act like a child, you can then either joust or sword fight with your empty kebab stick. Of course. It's endless entertainment. But the, logistically on the list, I'm thinking of like if you had one skewer and it had some peppers and onions and tomatoes and mushrooms and meat like all on there together. So I know it's hard to separate, but... Well, that's we'll, why we'll figure it out. We are here to answer the tough questions. That is true. <laughs> Can I also, just for the listeners, make sure that you have an image in your head. I've, I've tried to paint a picture of Quinn for you a little bit. His relationship with his wife and our dear friend, Emma, is one that commonly leads to the two of them having childish little, like, they tickle each other or they play games where they try to knock each other's hats off or something. And inevitably, yes. one of them gets hurt. So I have like a real strong image of the two of you jousting with kebabs and somehow your eye getting put out. Like I have a really, this it just feels like I'm seeing into the future and it's not ending well for you. 
Well, you still might be seeing into the future. We have not heard <laughs> each other with kebab skewers yet, but the way she wormed her way into my extended family's heart was at a cookout at my mom's house, actually, and we had some teriyaki skewers, <laughs> and she had skewered a hot dog and had built, like, a food pyramid, and that oh was where gosh. the flag came out, was a hot dog just, like, sticking out of this food fort of kebabs. So that was when my Uncle Mike told me I needed to uh, to marry her, so... <laughs> <laughs> So, thankfully, we haven't hurt each other, but we're definitely not above playing with the kebabs. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Quinn, that was number seven, which brings us to our favorite segment, the Not Top Three. Have you prepared a Not Top Three? I do have a Not Top Three. And I want to say this Not Top Three does not constitute foods that are bad. Well, except one of them. One of them is bad. The other two are perfectly, perfectly fine foods. In fact, I do love them, and I eat them for lunch (laughs) a lot. But if you're at a cookout, I'm pretty bummed. If mm. I'm rolling up to the cookout and someone's like, oh, yeah, I've got this. It's like, okay. <laughs> Didn't you hear my podcast? I literally gave you a list of 10 <laughs> things you could have cooked here. Uh, you don't have anything else? Okay. <laughs> so not top three. I'm starting off with soup because it's hot. <laughs> you don't want soup. I love that would soup. be terrible. I love soup. I had soup for dinner Friday night. I had soup, uh, tomato soup and grilled cheese. It's wonderful. Mm. But I don't want it in a cookout. Yeah. Similarly, have you, so, have you ever been served soup in a cookout? <laughs> I have, I don't think I have, but I was just imagining like, what would be awful? Well, I just want to step in and defend soup for the Polish listeners out there. Borscht is served mm. cold and could be lovely. What about gazpacho? Oh, this could, could be, be very good. refreshing. So, Quinn, I think that that was a very insensitive thing you said. <laughs> Soup is wonderful. And I just hope you think about this later. Okay, yeah, my, I'll think about it. My counter argument to that would be, fuck that. I want <laughs> stupid a cookout. <laughs> Last I checked, I'm not Polish. Uh, I'm just so really hoping Arthur will listen. The big thing is I'm trying <laughs> to get Arthur, our old college buddy, to listen, so... Borscht is great, Arthur. I I completely agree with you. I love a good borscht as much (laughs) as the next non-pole. But I'm just saying if I roll into a cookout and just just echoing you, Quinn, I'm ready to eat something that's not soup. That's right. That's right. Yeah. In a similar, very similar vein, salad. (laughs) You know, a salad can be at a cookout. That's fine. But I'm picturing rolling up to a cookout and they're like, here's this big salad. Yeah. That's what we have. <laughs> I'll say this. Yeah. If you have a salad, you best have some meat. Right. Yeah. Like, you can't just have a salad. So, so at a cookout, I'm filling up my plate. And I don't normally portion my meals this way, but at a cookout, it's going to be about half meat on the plate. <laughs> and then about two-thirds of the remaining plate is going to be some horrible, fatty, starch deliciousness for me. Mm-hmm. And then that last little bit can be reserved for greens, but I don't know if I want salad to be there. I want asparagus, probably. Mm. That's interesting. So here's my question. I want to make sure we're talking specifically about green lettuce salad. We are not including the general category of salads oh. here. No. Okay, no. I figured it. Just making sure. So my yeah. feeling on the salad is that it plays a somewhat similar role to a different extent to watermelon for me at cookouts because mm-hmm. I use the salad to excuse my bad behavior elsewhere because like our good friend Alex, it is my deeply held belief that every unit of salad you consume Freeze you to consume some other not quite as salubrious thing. Like that's my view on things. That's that's fair. The salad is the moral license of the cookout. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a very it's a very nice thing to use at a cookout, in my view. (laughs) Okay. It's a tool. It's a tool wherein I can put more meat in my mouth. That's that's true. Okay. Well maybe it's not top three material, but it's certainly not top three. No, no, I'm 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 not necessarily <laughs> knocking you here because my priority is like things that had yeah. a face at one time. But, <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah. Okay. And then my final one, and this is the one that doesn't taste good, is collard greens. And I think I'm renouncing my Southern membership by saying that one. You uh, are. I like collard yeah. greens. Mm, I cannot handle them. Maybe it's just the way they've been prepared, but of just like whatever remains left of the animal that didn't get cooked just gets thrown in with some vegetables. Yeah, it's great. It's like, ugh, ugh. Kind of disgusts me. 
But, you know, if you like it, go for it. I've never consumed a collard green. Shamefully, I admit. I've never had one, so I don't think you're missing much. But It's like, it's sort of <laughs> like you take greens and you just use a lot of grease to make them tastier. Mm. Right. That's that's true. <laughs> it does sound up my alley. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my other thought with that is like, if I'm going to eat the greens, I want them to be somewhat healthy. I want to save all the unhealthy for the really delicious stuff. It's like So no just have some salad. Stuff. So what you do is you have yeah, exactly. some salad to pay for your collard greens. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> uh. If I'm building up salad bucks, I'm not going <laughs> to cash that shit in on a collard green. <laughs> you don't even Best. know what a collard green tastes like, you northern shit. They're delicious. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> If I'm, eating, if I'm going to the trouble of eating a salad, you can bet it's an extra hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> or six. Yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting. Like, you're basically, cons- you're going to be consuming some pig lips somewhere, <laughs> and sure. you'd rather it be in your hot dogs than in your greens. Yes. Right. So yeah. That's right. Okay, that's fair. I, if we're done talking about the collard green. Yes, I'm done. I would like to add the poorly constructed... Or constructed with extraneous ingredients, potato or pasta salad. Mm. Done well, the potato or pasta salad, I'd be surprised if it wasn't somewhere higher on this list. It's a, it's a really important part of a cookout. But sometimes people add weird stuff into it or it's just like the consistency is off and it's like weird and lumpy or like the, the whatever sauce you prepare it with is, you know, just not a good, not a good consistency. It's, it's kind of like the ribs, like yeah. The, the, there, there's a wide mm-hmm. range of of potato or pasta salads that you can have for sure, for sure. Kyle, I'd like to thoroughly support this notion, but sort of broaden it to like all the foods here, because I think that you end up with the Chris Traeger effect, where you try to take something that is very simple and delicious, and you try to make it too fancy. Like, I think basically anything on this list that is preceded by the word deconstructed is simply mm. wrong because wrong these value. things these yeah, things don't wrong. need they don't need anything else they're delicious all on their own so i'm i'm with you like the pasta salad guess what pasta salad needs it needs pasta it needs olive oil it needs little pieces of red onion and then if you're feeling crazy a little bit of like chopped up carrot and you're great you're in that's all it really needs that's true. Yeah. So what's your favorite noodle for the pasta salad? Oh, tricolor rotini. There's no yeah, question. That was the answer. That was yeah. the answer. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I think that's where most of wife Emma and my marital discontent comes from. <laughs> she likes long noodles. Not not necessarily for pasta salad. Just okay. She was like, what? She, she likes Excuse long me? noodles. And I prefer the tricolored rotini for everything. <laughs> so... I made spaghetti. <laughs> You're confused. You're confused, sir. You're by definition not made spaghetti. <laughs> That's great. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any other more for the any others for the not top three, Mike? No, I think I think most of this kind of falls into preparation. I'm like I'm basically mm-hmm. open to whatever you yeah. make at your cookout. There's just such a hazard of poor preparation. That's more right. the issue. That that was kind of why I went with with the soup vein. Because yeah, because it's like it, it's more just like what doesn't fit. Because yeah. you can make anything good, you can make anything bad, yeah. except you can't make tofu good. That's you know, true. I know, Quinn, you, you got a, a stance on this. I had tofu for the first time this past Lenten season, because mm. Chipotle was doing a buy one, get one deal. I said, I'll try it. And maybe this is just the way it's prepared, but to me, it just tasted like Chipotle. I didn't really notice the difference. I think I think tofu falls in the same camp as the rest of this other stuff. If you're if you're a keen grill master, that's fair. You can probably pass it off as something that tastes like meat, much yeah. like you can do with asparagus. Okay. That's a good okay. point. Can I put in a plug actually for one good meat alternative? Uh, it's called halloumi. Have either of you ever had halloumi cheese? Gesundheit. Okay, uh, so I think I've heard of it, but yeah. I've not had it. So it's a very sort of very nutty, very oaky. No, it's this. Oh my god! It's this very <laughs> resilient cheese that a lot of Mediterranean cuisines use. So like a lot of mm. Turkish food, some Armenian food. It's this. It's a meat alternative that you can actually grill. So it's cheese, but it has a very Ooh, a very good consistency, so that it won't just melt. You can throw it right on the grill, and it actually does have a very nutty, delicious flavor. It's mm. one of the few meat alternatives that actually is pretty good. Do you then put cheese on top of it? I would. <laughs> Do the Turks and the Armenians? No. 
<laughs> in fact, I think that may have been a source of some discontent with them in the past. Is this the cheese on top of the halloumi question? You can't put cheese on the halloumi. It's already cheese. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a, a good assessment of our of our not favorite cookout foods. Do we want to move on to numero seis? Yeah, I think this is a really good time, especially with all our cheese talk, because number six is mac and cheese. Yeah! Mac and cheese is an incredible side, Mm -hmm. and one of the greatest sights in the world is if you're hosting a cookout and you ask people to bring things, you see someone roll in with one of those, you know, those aluminum deep dishes. The Pyrex. Oh, no, the the actual... like those one-time use ones. And mm-hmm. you see them roll that in, and they take off the top, and it's mac and cheese. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> you see just, like, eight pounds of noodle and cheesy deliciousness right there, and you know, well, I'm going to eat until I throw up with that alone. Yeah. Can I just correct one thing about the image there? Um, One-time use. My cheap ass reuses that stuff all the time. Those metal things, if yeah. you if you really want it, you can reuse that. The cost. <laughs> That's true. The cost of labor to actually clean it to reuse it is surely more than the cost of replacing it. No and doubt. you also, at least for me, I burn so much old shit onto that. But I will oh, reuse. Yeah. I will reuse those things until they are no longer recognizable as aluminum. <laughs> I, I love mac and cheese. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do. I can't remember a time that I've seen one at a cookout though. Really? Yeah. Wow. Once again, I th- I, this feels like it might be a north-south question. This feels like I think I, it is. Maybe. I think that mac and cheese is bigger south of the Mason-Dixon, especially it, it defi- the, out, the the cookout mac and cheese. Yeah, it definitely is. I think a big part of that is because the South is a very loose definition of what's a vegetable. Uh, <laughs> really loose. Really if mac and cheese really is entering loose. the conversation, so it definitely is. So if you go to like. <laughs> Any, um, like meat and three place down south, like the home cooking restaurants, and they're like, you get your meat and your three vegetables, and those three vegetables are collard greens, mac and cheese, and biscuits and gravy. <laughs> it's like, it's a really loose, loose definition of it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why everyone down south is happier and fatter than those up north. <laughs> yeah. I, this sounds like a magical, a magical world I'd love to live in. Yeah. The thing about the thing about mac and cheese, it kind of bucks the the cookout trend because if a food is hot at yeah. a cookout, it's likely been grilled. That's true. Which is why most of the sides you have a pasta salad, watermelon, served cold. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, it's a nice, you know, yin and yang situation mm-hmm. there. Like mac and cheese, you want it to be hot, served hot, but you can't really grill it, and so it's kind of in a weird nebulous zone at a cookout. So you probably you probably could grill it if you had if you had one of those. <laughs> If you have one of those those pans that we were talking about earlier, you just throw it on there. But the the thing is, is then taking up valuable grill real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you can just use an oven for it, and it would like the flavor would remain the same. I'm never going to recommend that you just throw a meat in the oven when you could grill it. But like the the pot or the mac and cheese isn't going to change flavor. Right. But it's I think you need to spend some time a little further south going to some cookouts. Have some great mac and cheese with some breadcrumb crumble crust. Look, the only reason I'm not showing up to a cookout with mac and cheese is because I didn't really realize this was a thing. If this is a thing, oh, it's, it's a happening. Thing. It's a yeah. thing. I've recently started reproducing dear friend of the pod Dylan's mac and cheese recipe. Oh, and it's good. That would be a, that would that's a that would be a, a, a super hit at, a, at my next cookout. Looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hoping to be invited to that. I'm I'm looking forward to eating some of that mac and cheese at a cookout. All right, mac and cheese is numero seis. All right, number five. Number five is grilled chicken, and I yeah. want to talk about a few very specific preparations that really put it over the top. Mm-hmm. So one of one of the things that really induced my love of grilling was my mom and I when I was a kid. She would let me light all the coals in the in the chimney for the for the Weber grill get things started. And then as I got into high school, she'd have me start cooking things and start helping out. And that really stoked my love for it because there's a ah. little bit of danger. Yeah. Boom. It really stoked my love for it. Cause there's a little bit of danger. We had trees all around the area. We were <laughs> really, it wasn't that far from That's the That's what the neighbors loved about it too. Yeah. We kept all of our kindling in the backyard, right around <laughs> the grill. <laughs> <laughs> But so it was like it was fun and fiery and and a little bit of dangerous for at first and then I was like wait a minute all these foods are way better this way. <laughs> so 
One of those was chicken, and the best way to grill chicken is over charcoal with the skin still on, and you give it a nice dry rub. I, I think a good barbecue is great. You stick some pats of butter underneath the skin. <laughs> oh my god! And then you, what? as it cooks the last five minutes or so, you brush on barbecue sauce. So if you're cooking a bunch of meats, you throw the chicken on first because it takes a long time to cook, and just just wait for the deliciousness. The skin keeps all the juices in. Mm-hmm. And really just cultivates that flavor. How does one insert butter underneath the skin of a chicken? You gotta make small incisions. Wow. Just slide the thin butter in. With like, sorry, I just, I have no like mental image of this. Like with your fingers or with like a I'd knife? I'd a butter knife, like probably. A, fascinating. Yeah. I, that's incredible. I didn't realize that was a thing people did. That's really good. Another good way to prepare it, which I personally have never done, but my wife's family up at, at their lake house has, has recently started doing it. It's quite good. It's called spatchcock chicken. And it's where you take kitchen spear, <laughs> sh- shears, excuse me, kitchen shears, and you cut the spine out of the chicken, Ooh. like a whole chicken. And you throw the spine away, but then you unfold the chicken so it's all flat and put it directly on the grill. And it still has the skin on it. It's still, like, you season it all the same way, but you cook this whole chicken together. And it cooks a lot faster than cooking the chicken when it's still in chicken form because it's flattened. I somehow think that this might be how the hound prepares his chickens. Definitely how the hound prepares his chickens. I also think may not cook it. No, I think it might also be how he prepares, like little butcher's boys when he kills them. You just rip the spine out and chuck it right on the grill. Wow. Yeah. You guys are talkers. And if you keep talking, I'm going to have to eat every (laughs) fucking chicken in this place. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the greatest moments in Thrones history. It's one of my favorites. That, oh, top ten. Oh, yeah. Oh, we know that one's coming. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's cock chickening. Yeah. Actually, wait, we should um, do a more specific top 10 on that. Can I just propose one? I know we don't like to spoil our top 10s. Top 10 food moments from Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Some turnips. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> nice. All right. So that's that's chicken. Chicken's also good any other way. Yesterday, yeah. we, we grilled up a chicken breast with an applewood smoke rub. Mm-hmm. Really good. Really good. But really, any way you do it is good unless you burn it or undercook it. I don't recommend that either. That's the worst. I'd rather... Yeah. I'm always... <laughs> I prefer a char. A time, yeah, definitely char. But I'm referencing a time trial. Kyle tried to kill us e. with uh, a little bit of chicken parm. And I was certain I got salmonella. It was, it was not cooked. Just no. like the pinkest chicken you ever saw. I was, it was rare. It, yeah. <laughs> And yeah. we, like, all had convinced ourselves that we had, we were all going to die. Yeah. Yes. And kind of placeboed ourselves into feeling really awful. 100%. Yeah. It's a bad Goodbye. sign when you stick your fork into the chicken and the fork bounces back at you. That's not <laughs> a good sign. I was really hungry, so I was eating quite fast. Oh, no. And it just, uh, well, all of a sudden it got really chewy. It's like, well, this doesn't feel right. And I looked oh. at it. This oh. is horrifying. I've <laughs> eaten that. <laughs> In my defense, the breading had a nice char to it. Oh, the bread was perfect. <laughs> yeah. I've also since learned how to cook chicken. Yeah. So yes. That hasn't happened. I've had your chicken many times since without fear of dying. <laughs> and it's been quite tasty as well. All right. That was number five. How about number four? All right. Number four, we have corn. Yeah. Now, this might be the Indiana influence in me. No. We, uh, okay, good. Glad <laughs> it's everywhere. A lot of times when we're up at the lake, we get some Amish corn from, from nearby. It's delightful. It's a summer staple. Every cookout has it. You can prepare it a number of ways. If you got a charcoal grill, you can wrap it in aluminum foil, throw it directly on the coals. You can leave it in the husk. You can throw some mm. butter in the husk along with some salt and pepper, wrap it back up, throw it directly on the coals. You can grill it directly on the grates. You can boil it and it's still delicious. If you have a good recipe, you can do cotija corn or olote corn, mm-hmm. which anytime I had some in college, the, the Mexican national, like under 20 national team was coming. So the entire Mexican community came out and they were cooking some of the best foods I've ever had. And one of them was olote corn, which has just like some smoked paprika and some cilantro and some mayo. It's so I'm glad good. that elote corn is one of the things that the like trendy food 
community yes. has rallied around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it went from, you can't find a low taste, you don't know what a low taste are, to everyone has them, and yes. they do it well. Oh, yeah. Like, you can get, like, we, there's a place down by the, the beach in Chicago, it's like a little truck. Like, you can get, you can buy it out of a truck now. Such, such is the increase in its popularity in the last couple of years. I'm a huge fan. It's wonderful. But I'm particularly at cookouts. Alote corn's probably my favorite preparation, but at cookouts, you get, you almost have to have it on the cob. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. You can't be rolling into a cookout with cream corn. No, absolutely not. I, uh, the, the love of corn runs deep in wife Emma's family. I've seen father-in-law Joe eat five ears at dinner one time. <laughs> Just a plate filled with cobs, and it's really a sight to behold. But I also can't blame them. It's delicious. Yeah. This has been the most remarkable year of corn that I remember. I don't know about you guys in the Midwest and Midwest slash South, but up in New England, the corn has been better this year than I've ever had. It's been since about May until right now, it's been mm, right on. We had some really good corn yesterday. Yeah. The nice small kernels. Mm -hmm. It was uh, from a farmer's market. Yeah. Just delightful. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Great. Big pick. bonus. Po- big bonus points to corn in the in the fun category. Yes. yes, hugely so. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so now we do uh, honorable mentions. Correct. That's right, Quinn. All right, excellent. I have a lot, so I'm going to blow through a few of them pretty quickly, and then there are a couple that you know. I think there are a few that maybe might make the list, but I'm going to say why I did not include them. Hi, mm-hmm. potato salad. Quite good, but it's not my personal favorite, so maybe it's a little bit of bias against it. Mm-hmm. Coleslaw, great mm-hmm. topping, but doesn't really stand alone that well. Tacos, just because you don't see them that often, but frankly, you should. <laughs> I, I love tacos. Now, this one hurt my heart to not include. It's my favorite food. There's so many perfect ways to prepare it, and it's steak. Now, steak is not on there because, well... What kind of fancy cookouts are you guys going to? And if it has steak, invite me. But it's just, <laughs> if you're if you're inviting thirty people over, you're probably not going to have steak. Can I you just? Know, yeah. Can I say about the steak thing? You're you're right. The other thing about steak is it's not the the grill is not the best preparation method for steak. Grill is the best preparation method for steak tips. And I would maybe make an argument that steak tips could make an appearance on this, even though sort of like steak. Like a hunko steak ought not to make mm-hmm. this list. The best preparation of a hunko steak is broiled after you have gotten a nice sear on a cast iron pan. It's not best on the grill, but steak tips are great on the grill. And they're somewhat more democratic because you can get kind of a, a lesser price point. I can buy into that only only for the reason in that usually the smoked flavor improves <clears throat> every meat coming from the grill, but yeah. steak is just such a perfect flavor as is. Exactly. You don't necessarily <clears throat> need the smoke. Mm-hmm. However, I do love grilled steak and if yeah, I do too <laughs> myself, it, it's probably how I'm preparing it just because it's so much fun that way. I still love steak on the grill. Of critical importance, is steak prepared on the grill is not a finger food. I can't just like pick it up and take a bite out of it like no. I can no. some other different kinds of meat that I'm sure we'll be discussing soon. Mm-hmm. I have to, to really enjoy a steak, I have to sit there with a fork and knife and eat it, and I'm probably only got plastic cutlery. Yeah. It's just, it's that's just, a good point. It's just not feasible. Right. Now, I will say the steak sandwich is probably the closest iteration besides maybe the steak tip. Steak kebab. Steak, I think kebab is yeah. off a skewer or the steak sandwich. I'm sure you guys remember on game days, there was that one stand that would serve the steak sandwiches. Yeah. That's really good. Again, I don't know what kind of cookout you roll up to where people are making steak sammies, but I, can, I, I totally understand why this doesn't quite qualify. Right. It did hurt my heart because it's my favorite food. But Indeed. All right. Parfait is particularly angel food with either... Vanilla yogurt and then mixed berries or whipped cream instead of the yogurt. Just layer that up. Mm. Really nice, light, fluffy, yeah. delicious. Lemonade and iced tea or lemonade and iced mm. tea together. Mm-hmm. There's a little Arnold Palmer. Baked beans. Really popular. Not my favorite. With, see, you, with baked beans, you're entering the barbecue realm and yeah. like barbecue, like, like actually specific barbecue style food. Mm. I see. Is like, I don't know, it's kind of like a, it's like a subgenre of the cookout almost. Right. Mm. right. S- similar, I have pulled pork, cause you can do a little bit on the grill, but, but not exclusively. You gotta slow cook it or smoke it. I have grilled pizza. Delightful, and really you should try it, but it's not, it's not the ideal grilled food. But if you're having a week's worth of grilling, 
make one day grilled pizza. Quinn, can I hop in on a, a sort of a fun grilled food that you might like in the vein of pizza? Have you ever had grilled pepperoni? No. Okay. Grilled pepperoni is utterly magnificent. You can only have... Just put it right on the grate? You take the stick. Ooh. You just cut a little slit like a hot dog so it doesn't explode in your face. And then you put it on the grill (laughs) and you cook it until it's done. And it is... Truly a magnificent, magnificent food. You can only have it like once and you'll die, but it's so well, good. Yeah. I don't recommend eating a whole stick of pepperoni. No, but... I, I do. I absolutely recommend it. <laughs> Deeply, I recommend hands. it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see you eat it as a cartoon character and just like, just <laughs> yeah. munch down with every mm-hmm. bite getting closer. Like obnoxiously, yeah. like lick your fingers and smack your lips. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, uh, next one, ice cream pie. My favorite, it's a graham cracker crust, and then you melt, you know, a half gallon of vanilla ice cream and a half gallon of orange sherbet, and you combine them, mm-hmm. pour it into the crust, and then freeze it. It's delightful. It's probably my favorite summer dessert. If you make one, I'm eating the entire thing. Next is a gin gimlet, which, while it is a clear liquor, it's pretty darn refreshing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so throw, throw a little bit of lime juice. A little bit of simple syrup, and then we like to add some rosemary to it as well to give it a nice little refreshing smell mm. and flavor. It's quite good. I have mixed berries. Yeah, doesn't it's it's they're wonderful. They're my favorite favorite fruits, but they don't quite have the the fun watermelon side. Yeah. They're not as perfect for the cookout, but they are still pretty perfect for. A I'm cookout. huge on mixed berries, and I also think mixed berries can be a complement to some other desserts that work really oh, well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Does that include? The general fruit salad, for example, a fruit salad that includes some things that are not berries, as in a cantaloupe or a pineapple. I wasn't thinking of it that way, but it can. I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's a, cause has the exact same merits. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then next I have condiments. They're very important. But I don't <laughs> think they deserve a spot on the list. Nope. Uh, and then last is pork chops. Pork chops are delightful. That was another thing we grilled out yesterday. Oh. <laughs> and their best preparation's probably on the grill after marinating it in that marinade that I talked about for like 48 hours. With the bone? I didn't do with the bone in, but I'm sure with the bone in is great. Mm-hmm. The problem with the, the problem for the pork chop is that it's contending with the A-listers of the meat world. It was yeah. really tough to leave off, but it was like, well, yeah, I don't think it quite cuts it. Yeah. So that's that's the extent of my honorable mentions. Should we uh, move on to the top three before we get to you guys? Let's talk out these top three. I'm very excited. Okay. Yeah. Number three, uh, as I'm sure you guys guessed, are hot dogs slash brats. Come. Interesting that we're grouping them, because I actually think there's an argument to be made that there's enough of a difference between the two that... They could be listed separately, but please. So the reason I didn't separate them is because their form is similar, and I had a hard time whittling this down to 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought, what of these can I combine and potentially get away with it? Yeah, so, and yeah, this, Hot Dog and Brats were the, were the ones I... This coming moves. from me and Mike, the king of, yes. of grouping. And yes. after I made fun of you guys for grouping everything on beach activities, <laughs> I, now I'm understanding its merits. <laughs> So, I mean, hot dogs and brats, they're classic. Adults love them. Kids love them. I love not thinking what's in them and just, <laughs> just chowing down. The only time they're gross is when I see Joey Chestnut eat 70 of them in Ugh. like 10 minutes. Ugh. Every other time, they're fantastic. Brats are also not that far off from like a breakfast sausage. So mm-hmm. you can have a nice cold leftover brat the next morning, mm-hmm. chop it up with some eggs, throw it in an omelet. Delicious. Oh, Yeah. Really mm. good. There's also, there's just so many ways to prepare them. I love them with hot dogs and brats with some grilled onions and some nice high quality mustard. And then even some pickles on there if you want it. There, it's a little weird with the pickles, but it's delightful. Never also, had that, but I like the sound of that. It's got a good crunch. Mm. Gotta get you a Chicago dog, son. Yeah. Yeah. And the pro tip is toast the buns. Yes. Yeah. That really puts it over the top. That's like one of the most important things because you're only going to get so much hot dog quality difference. But if you toast the buns, MVP. Do you guys do the New England style buns with the bottom, or do you do the every everybody else's style hot dog buns? I don't know what a New England style is. So the New England style bun, instead of just being two pieces of bread that hinge together, it's got the hinge, but at the bottom it's squared off. So oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, that's that's the New England style bun. It's a what? very. It makes it much easier to grill, and it's what is mm. typically used when you see like a lobster roll. That's usually what they put oh, on. Oh, got it. Yeah. So I think I would like that for 
brats, yeah. but I wouldn't for hot dogs. Because sometimes with hot dogs, I'm thinking there's too much bun here. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a reasonable assessment. But with brats, I think it would be good. Yeah. Hot dogs, for me, a brat is like just the classier, better dressed, more interesting cousin of the hot dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I'm typically only going to eat like one or two mm-hmm. and I'm going to savor it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put nice mustard on it. That's right. Some nice grilled onions. And there's a time and a place for that. The hot dog, see, I, I'm, I prefer the hot dog. Sometimes you're not in the mood for all that haughtiness. Not haughtiness, <laughs> but like the hot dog is just like the, the grossest thing, but yeah. my favorite, like my, my, on my list is, I, I love hot dogs. Well, please, please mention to the people your hot dog routines in college. Yeah, so we, in our student <laughs> union, after midnight, one could acquire a hot dog for 25 cents. Thus, they were named the quarter dog. It'd be interesting to sit down and really estimate how many I, I consumed. But yeah, I would, it I might not be fun, not. actually. No, that's not. <laughs> I would say two to three times a week, on average, me and Alex would head over to 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 get some dogs, and it was always two, sometimes three after we played flag football. Mm-hmm. You need that protein, yeah. Super disgusting. Disgusting. But I love them. And there's just, there's something, and there's, because I can eat probably four hot dogs <laughs> in the amount of time it takes me to eat like a rod or two. Mm-hmm. Sure. And there's something to be said for the high volume the hot dog. And it's, it's, it's your, it's your standard Heinz mustard. It's chopped onions. I love them. I love them to death. But yeah. I think I'm, given the stack nature of this list, obviously it makes sense to group them. Right. Right. Again, yeah. So there's just so many good options. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to number two. We have a nice ice cold beer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pick your poison if you like just your standard fare of your, your lights. Well, you need a better palate. And also, but they're refreshing. I'll give you, the, I'll give you that. Like I'm not drinking the typical heavy beers I like to drink at a cookout, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm having a Corona in lime or I'm having an Oberon. A little shout out to, to a little craft beer that everyone should have. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to Oscar Blues Pinner. It's a nice mm-hmm. session IPA. It's delightful. So everyone try that. But ice cold beer, you know, you've got it as your counterweight when you're playing cornhole or bags. You've got it <laughs> as your, as your steady companion with the one plate of food, uh, as your, as you have formed a knee table. I mean, it's just, it's so good. It's refreshing. It feels right. Quinn, I'm not surprised, but I'm so glad you mentioned beer because I immediately put beer both on my top and my not top lists here because mm. Gener- I put generic watery beer in my not tops. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of yeah. consume, I know this makes me and us snobs, but like the idea of consuming oh, sure. a Bud Light at a cookout sounds like the worst hell imaginable. But the idea of consuming what I recently had for the first time, which was incredible at Kyle's bachelor party, was the spotted cow. Ooh, mm, like, spotted cow is perfect. The idea of drinking a spotted cow while grilling, as we did in the parking lot at Kyle's bachelor party, that's just, that's heaven. You're in heaven. Oh. In the abandoned Kmart parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go to a parking lot and grill out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spotted cow is great. Anyone living in Wisconsin, go buy one. Yeah. I would like to plug the, I think, as much as I prefer not to drink your watery canned beer, I think there is something to reaching your hand into a cooler full of ice and pulling out a Bud Light or something of that ilk. But for me, a cookout, super summery. The more the summery oh, the boy. beer, the better. So Oberon, Corona. Anything else oh, you're thinking about, Kyle? Just another one that popped into my head. The Light and Cool Summer Shandy. Oh yeah, is the perfect cookout or lake beer. Oh my god, love that summer shandy. I drank three yesterday. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. I think beer is firmly entrenched uh, at either very high on the list. Can yes. I make my New England beer plug for my New Englanders? Cisco Breweries makes some delicious beer. Their two best summer beers are the Whale's Tail Pale Ale and Ooh. the Cisco Gray Lady. Both truly wonderful summer grilling beers. Mm. Mm-hmm. That sounds delightful. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got through that. Really, I think any beer will do. One yeah. of those typical lights are not the ideal choice, but nor nor would be like a porter or stout. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless you're a psychopath. but yeah. um, Or British. <laughs> or British. 
They have a place, but it is not at the cookout. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so coming in at number one then. All right, number one, it could only be this. Yeah. It's the hamburger or the cheeseburger. Indeed. I mean, it's your typical food. Nothing gets more American than a cookout with a hamburger or a cheeseburger. It's delicious. Again, similar to hot dogs and brats. Everyone loves it. The kids love it. The adults love it. It's so good. Similar again, toast your buns. Makes all the difference. You can also just season it so many ways. You can season it like a steak. You could take it. Yeah. You could just season it with salt and pepper and just let the condiments do the talking. You could do really any. You can even, if you're, if you're the planning sort, like my uncle Chuck, you can prep your meat mix ahead of time and you can do a lot of fun things with that by like he puts onions in his actual meat mix, Mm -hmm. which is really good. The fact that you can go cheeseburger or not, like if you, if, if you yell to someone across a cookout, cheese, like as a question, like they know you're asking whether or not you want cheese on your burger, right? Yeah. You start seeing the hands go up. It's a who wants cheese? Blah, 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 blah. It's a given. You're gonna be making. It, is it a? It, uh, is, answer me this: Is it a cookout if there are no burgers? Just barely. It's a bunch of hipsters hanging out together. You better have like every <laughs> other thing on this list if you don't have burgers. Yeah. If you want to be like strongly considered for the cookout moniker, that's, that's true. Very true. Yeah, because you could be grilling out but not be a cookout. That is that is a good distinction. It's possible. Yeah, for sure. Well, like, if you're grilling out and doing steaks, just steaks, like, is that a cookout? No, I think you're grilling steaks. You yeah. just wrote a book, and you're having your book release. <laughs> I think the great thing about burgers is burger culture has changed so much, and there are now two very viable and wonderful paths for a burger to take. One is the artisanal, everything's on it, it's deconstructed, mm-hmm. yada, 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 whole grain this. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I joke... But that is no criticism. That is a wonderful route for a burger to go. There's no, it also really good. Yeah, and there's also the Ron Swanson route, which is this is meat on a bun. Like that's a really viable route to go at a cookout, and it's Put delicious. Put ketchup on it if you want. Yeah, burgers are just they speak for themselves. <laughs> yeah. You know where I get my burgers? Meat and stuff. So I get all my meat and most of my stuff. Mike, it's uh, the store's food and stuff. Oh, food and stuff. Do. Sorry. I'm I a... would prefer a place called meat and stuff. Meat and stuff, stuff would be better, yeah. <laughs> as far as Quinn's concerned, it's almost the same. Yeah, yeah that is basically <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? <sighs> I, I mean, like, we could we could go on, but burgers is yeah. ironclad number one. Yeah. Here, so yeah. I felt pretty good about the top three. I think there's a lot of play with the rest of them, but the top three feel pretty I feel pretty in. I feel pretty comfortable with those as well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some things that we think could could be contenders for this list. Mike, could you have any? Yeah, I've got I got three. One that I think almost certainly should be on this list would be sausage. It could potentially be if we're feeling very groupy, we could put it on with the hot dog brat group, which I think would be an acceptable generalization. But I, I a, so. a nice Italian sausage with peppers and onions is a grill mm. staple in my house, and I. Love it, and I think I yeah. think that goes with the hot dogs and the brats yeah. pretty well. So I'm will- it's, it's it's a very closely related cousin to yeah. the brat. I'm willing to hitch a ride on that category. Two others. One, I think steak tips should be considered. I think that for the reasons that you cited, particularly the cutlery issue, they might fall lower on the list. But I think if we're going to include ch- grilled chicken, which presumably includes boneless grilled chicken, which does need to be cut into pieces and it does not have the same portability, then I yes. think steak tips might be able to slide in the back door as a low-end pick. Because steak tips are wonderful, and if they're at a grill or if they're at a cookout, I'm in. And the last thing that I think should almost certainly be on this list in some way would be ice cream. So I'm willing to take an ice cream sandwich. I'm willing to take some sort of ice cream pop, a drumstick, Actual Ooh. ice cream, ice cream that you put on top of some other dessert, anything. But ice cream is, to me, a staple of a great cookout at the end after you've had first dessert in the form of watermelon. Mm-hmm. I love ice cream. Yeah. So who those, don't? Those are my picks. I only had two, mm-hmm. but they're two that I feel very strongly about. The first is pretty much ties in with yours. I had popsicles or some kind of frozen treat. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be... A popsicle, but like the, I just think of the, the popsicle, red, white, and blue, like yeah. rocket popsicles. Those are great. 
Or a drumstick, did, or a strawberry shortcake. Did you guys have, when you were kids, it was just like a plastic sleeve yep. filled with a liquid, and you throw them oh, yeah. in the yep. freezer? And, mm-hmm. That's yeah. the classic summer backyard. Like oh, yeah, 700 of them in the freezer. Yeah, because you, you don't go through them that fast, except when you have a cookout. And then yeah. all 700 are gone, and all the kids are sugared up, and they're running everywhere. Yeah. I don't know about it's you chaos. guys, but I, I had one of those recently. It doesn't really hold up. Just like the frozen, like... <laughs> Like, fruit did, didn't think it would. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I remembered as a kid, like, these are the best things ever. And I had one, Love like, them. a couple weeks ago and was like, this, I'm done. I'm with, I halfway done. I'm done with this. But some kind of frozen treat, I think, sure. needs to make the list. Yeah. The other one I'm really, really serious about is the potato chip. Mm. There's a potato, there's a bag of, and it's not fucking Doritos. It's not pretzels. It's like, there's a bag of, potato chips at every cookout you've ever been to, probably. You're right. I always just ignore it because it's one of the worst foods at the cookouts. Yeah, I'm with Quinn. It's always there, but I don't want it because I've got... And also, this actually just reminded me that potato salad we might need to revisit, but it's... To me, the potato chip, I'm like, oh, that would be fun if there weren't so much other good stuff. That's what I always think when I see them at the cookout. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So for me, actually, potato chips is like, I, like, I'm excited because I know at a cookout I'm going to have some, some, and usually the potato chips come last and I just throw them like on top of all the rest of my food and eat them as I go. <laughs> you can, you can, oftentimes this is already done for you, but if it's not, you can crush up your potato chips and put them like in a potato salad or like or mix on top of mac and cheese. On top of mac and cheese. You can mix it in with a pasta salad. There's a lot you can do with the potato chip and it's like, of the snacks at a cookout, I think the potato chip is the is the best one. And on this list, we have a lot of mains and a lot of sides. But I think, because typically at a cookout, you do have bowls of, like, pretzels or some kind of snack. And I think the ultimate expression of snack foods at a cookout is the potato chip. I'm surprised to hear you guys really not really seem to have any kind of reaction to the potato chip other than negative. I'm saving space. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't waste my time with that foolishness. I pan the t- potato chip mostly because it is cruel temptress. The, I mean, you eat one, you're going to eat a lot. Whether you're even enjoying them, you're just mindlessly eating them. Mm-hmm. And I need space. Yeah. So I, I have to stay away completely. It's precious. The The space in my, in my digestive system is precious. And it is reserved for meat and delicious vegetables. <laughs> That's a weak excuse. I'm surprised at you both for saying something like that. There's always room for something that tastes delicious. But it, yes, it's called meat. There's room for more meat. I just, I, will, love, I just don't love chips. I'll eat six burgers at a cookout with very little exaggeration. I will eat six burgers, but the only way I can eat all six of those burgers is if I haven't wasted space with foolishness like potato chip dust. <laughs> I'm outnumbered here, so I'll make my retreat. But I will say fuck all that because potato <laughs> chips are great and they're at every cookout you've ever been to. So I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that. Well, your argument has been heard. And yeah. the people will know. So if there is a large potato chip contingent in the audience who now hates Quinn and continues to hate me, then we will have registered your argument. I think one of them is wife Emma. She's going to be unhappy with my yeah. stand. But maybe I maybe it's because I grew up eating the best potato chips known to man. It's a it's I think it's pretty much Michigan exclusive. The better made potato chip. Mm. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, they're they're better than any other potato because I'm not a huge fan of the Lay's potato chip, but no. a good a good better made potato chip or Ruffles sign me up. I I can get on board with like a kettle cooked potato chip. I love that crunch. Mm. Interesting. I like but, potato chips. This is no nobody here is anti potato chip. Let's move on. You guys are making me sad. Okay, so we're serious about. Which one's on here? I think ice cream in some form. Yep. Yeah, I think we can call it frozen treats. I think that's a reasonable generalization. I think frozen treats a good one. Yep. We're we're adding on Italian sausage. That's yep. no problem. Which is easy because that's just an addition. Kyle, what what do you think about potato salad? I think potato or pasta salad needs to be on the list. I think so too. I think mac and cheese is not pasta salad, of course, but I think we no. have the noodles category represented so if i were gun to my head had to choose a salad to add it would be potato salad yeah is it fair to group 
potato salad with pasta salad. Oh, I, I thought you trying- were just going to try to sneak potato chips in, you little, you sneaky little minx. Look, I know when I'm beat. Uh, <laughs> I'm not happy about it, but I'll move on. Thank you. I think, I think potato salads and pasta salads, while structurally different, and they taste different, yeah. I think they serve the same function. It's I do the, think it's you're the, right. It's the fork-driven side. It's a little cool down between yeah. your hot dog and your hamburger. I think I think it's fair to put those together, and I think we call it the alternative salads. Yeah, yeah, and I think we can we can slide mac and cheese into that. Is that fair? Wait, wait, you're trying to put mac and cheese with the alternative salads? I think if um, I think unless we want to group mac and cheese with alternative salads, I don't know if it has a spot on my list just because. I've not seen it at a cookout. But. So I think that I would I would prefer that they not go with mac and cheese. Like, I'd rather they not be on the I list agree. than we overgeneralize, because I think they're very different. I do think alternative salads to serve a place on this list. But I, I think I buy in on the alternative salads, and I can understand. I think of the ones that feel vulnerable, I think there's, there's asparagus. I can understand. Yeah. I actually expected that one to come off, but I wanted to mention it. Yeah. I think... Kebabs and mac and cheese could be. Hurt my heart for mac and cheese. And then potentially ribs, but prob- I think ribs deserve a low spot. Well, I think I ribs, think- so I think ribs could fall into that barbecue subcategory issue you brought up earlier. Mm. So if I were looking at this list, I think I would be willing to give up steak tips in order to keep alternative salads. And I think I would, I think I would take the top, the bottom two out. I think I would pull ribs and asparagus and put in frozen treats and alternative salads. But I, I, I'm close, I'm close with you, but I think if you tell me, if I have to, if we have a list that includes mac and cheese and doesn't include ribs, it sits a little uneasy with me because a rib, what's important about the rib is that like, there's not too many scenarios where you're eating ribs. Whereas like mac and cheese is, I'm, I associate mac and cheese less exclusively with a barbecue than I do the rib. Do you, do you see, do you see the argument? I'm, it's like, it's like what we did with the beach activities, like yeah. a, an activities like, association with the beach counts strongly for it and i think i associate a rib more strongly with a cookout than i would a mac and cheese so what do you think we ought to do i think we should keep ribs on at like a 10 Mm -hmm. remove asparagus even though i think it's a good fill-in for a green at a at a at a a cookout and maybe also i think mac and cheese and asparagus are the two to go and i think we add on ice cream and what was the other one we wanted to put alternative salads that's right yeah, that's I how think, I would. That. I think that's okay. I'm I'm with that. I can get behind that. It really come at this point. It comes down to whether or not we want ribs or mac and cheese on here. Yeah. I think watermelon should also hop kebabs. I've thought yes. about it. <laughs> I think watermelon it should be six. I think. I think if we're getting into ranking, I might even put watermelon above alternative salads because if you I ask agree. me which of those things would you rather eat, it's watermelon. I think your top four is perfect. Okay. I think so too. Let's, and then, let's just do this then. Yeah. yeah. So one burger, two beer, three hot dogs slash brats slash sausage, four corn. Yep. Five watermelon then? Watermelon yep. or alternative salads? I'd go watermelon. watermelon. I'd prefer watermelon higher over alternative salads. Then how do we feel about alternative salads next? That's where I would go. So your pasta salads, your potato salads, then your kebabs? I would go grilled chicken, chicken next. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally skip chicken. Apologies. Grilled chicken. So where does ice cream slot in here? Because to me, I think ice cream might be next. I, I think, think ice, ice cream's, cream's next. next. Ice creams, kebabs, and then ribs at ten. I think that's. I think we got a list. That feels that feels pretty definitive and ironclad to me with an asterisk. <laughs> Unless you guys have any last minute changes you want to make, I think we're pretty we're pretty close to done here. I'm not gonna die on Mac and Cheese Hill, but I am gonna recommend you start bringing them to cookouts. Hey, yeah. I'm doing that from now on, but again, it's just... It's, I like the list. I like where we're at. I love so. this list. Quinn, do you want to recount our top 10 cookout foods for us? I'd love to, and then I'd love to eat them all, <laughs> even though it's 9 in the morning. <laughs> all right, so coming in at number 10, we have ribs, mostly due to people's inability to cook them well. Coming in at number 9, we have kebabs, 8, ice cream, popsicles, frozen treats. Number 7 is grilled chicken. Number six is alternative salads such as potato or pasta salad. Number five, we have watermelon. Four is corn. Mm -hmm. Number three is hot dogs, brats, or Italian sausage. Number two is a nice ice cold beer. Summer Shandy. 
<laughs> we'll let you have that for the potato chip thing. That's fine. And then number one is the American hamburger or cheeseburger. Amen, brother. Amen. Fantastic. This was great fun. It was awesome to see how the sausage gets made. Ah. Glad to be a part of this. And I'm hoping I didn't forget anything for all the grief I've given you guys on other pods. I know I've given Mike anxiety every time he releases one. No, this was great because this, I, I think the highlight of this episode, well, there's two for me. One is that this list exists, just that it exists. <laughs> the other is that I was able, you were able to correct me in the pod on my erroneous meat and stuff reference. Because now I don't have to worry for weeks about what you're going to correct me for. <laughs> right. I was able to just get it out of the way. I'm sure you'll notice some things later, but I'm probably going to get the first. This will be the like, less, the least stressful editing job ever because yeah. I don't have to worry about Quinn's opinion on it. That's, That's true. true. I know he hates me for the. <laughs> I already know this. <laughs> I think when I go back and listen to this, my my stress is going to come from hearing my voice for about an hour, oh, which sucks. is always just the yeah. worst. Yeah, Kyle and I had very very real anxiety the first like couple times we both were like it's very weird to bury your soul and talk a lot and record it why do i sound like a bitch <laughs> am i a bitch <laughs> why the am answer i so yes. nasally <laughs> well anyways long overdue glad to finally get you on thanks so much for for putting as much love as you did into this list yeah absolutely there's only one way to grill and that is with love i appreciate being on it's been a lot of fun is that on an apron i don't know it should be it should be so but this was a this was a blast thanks guys thanks thank you good sir Alrighty, friends that was our top 10 for this week but now we'd love to hear your top 10 so please check us out on all of our available social media outlets traditional outlets whatever outlets we have check us out on twitter at top 10 km that's all spelled out top 10 km our email top 10 km spelled the same way at gmail.com or our site top 10 km.podbean.com all forms of communication accepted except for serial killer notes please don't send us any of those if you like the pod, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never have to miss an episode of Top 10 ever again. If you didn't like it, please tell us why. We'll try to make the show better. Our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod, and our artwork was created by Erin Sant. You can check out her stuff at Sant Design on Instagram. Alrighty, goons. We'll see you next week. <laughs>